Hello, everybody. This is Plaza Space, and I am your host, Kaitha. That's right, K-Y-Y-E-E-T-H-A, Kaitha. I would like to welcome you into my closet. this episode with the coming out story um and we all have one we all have this this coming out story and and it's important it's important to to who we are and who we develop into um but they're all different they're all unique to you know to each each person of course um and I guess, you know, the differences in the, the coming out story is the time that we come out, first of all, whether you're a child when you come out or a teen or an adult, um, and it also to who you come out to, uh, like your parents, your siblings, your boss, your children, co-workers, you know, all of those coming out stories are going to vary. Um, and then, you know, and like I said, you, the part of the, you know, the coming out story is really just ingrained in who we become, you know, whether the story is, it's a good one, whether it's a bad one or those people is that, you know, you tell and it's like, oh, whatever, I already knew, you know, those really affect your journey. Um, you know, and also the, the important thing about the coming out story is opportunity, right? It's being able to come out on your own terms. And a lot of us get that opportunity. And then you have a lot of us who don't get that opportunity. And, and that was me, you know, I'm one of those person who didn't get the opportunity to come out in the way that I wanted to, to, um, my parents. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, whether that would have changed the, the, uh, the path, I don't know, you know, because I was, wasn't given that opportunity, but I know that it would have changed me, um, and how I felt about things. Um, when I, it was a time in my life where I was living with my, my girlfriend at that time and, you know, I had my brother staying with me and I actually, unfortunately I had to put my brother out, um, just for lots of reasons, you know, um, the biggest one was just disrespecting my home and, and my job. So he went back to my parents and he basically told them, oh, she's shacking up with this girl, you know, they're gay. And uh, I mean, just in such a horrible way, you know, and that was very, 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 very hurtful to me that he just kind of dogged me out out of anger because, you know, telling them that basically I chose this person over him and over family and this person has got me brainwashed and all, you know, all of these just really, really horrible things. Um, and it came from such a dark place. 
So how do you come back from that? You, you really don't. You just kind of, there's the platter you dealt. And you just kind of figure life out after that. So it just went downhill from there. You know, my father just being very hurtful to me and um, saying horrible things to me and really for just for outright forbidding my mom from having any communication with me. Um, she would still have communication with me. She still would want, you know, we still would see each other. We would have to sneak around to see each other. Um, I would send her pictures of my kids and she would have to delete them because she didn't want them to see, he didn't want them, you know, to see my kids on the, um, on my her phone. Um, she did tell him, you know, every time that I was pregnant, you know, but she wasn't allowed to come. And, and see me. So each one of my pregnancies, she was not a part of because of my father, you know, you know, my mom, she was going to love me no matter what. And she's always told me that, but she knew that me being around would break his heart or would hurt him. And she didn't want to do that. And, and every time I would, would, you know, make a special trip to go out there to see her, I had to, we had to go to a park and me, you know, I couldn't go to, you know, to my house, you know, I had to have my kids outside, like we were, you know, some, uh, you know, torn up family that's got to, you know, make, sw swap kids, you know, out at the, the mall or something, because everybody hates each other, <laughs> you know, so that, that was, it was pretty, you know, embarrassing and pretty hurtful and, you know, and how do you explain that to your kids that they can't go to a residence, <laughs> you know, to see grandma? So, the, you know, that was very, that was just tough. And, and the last year that my father was alive, actually a few months before he died, we were there. And I had to meet my mom in a park. And she said, you know, I'm sorry, you can't, you know, you can't come to the house because it would just, it will break his heart and make him upset. And then we have to deal with the backlash when you leave. So, you know, all of those things were just um, constant um, reminders of the opportunity that was stolen from me. Would it have made a difference in how he felt? I don't think so. But the line of communication would not have been just shut off without me having the opportunity to even said a word. Um so what I ended up doing later on was writing a letter and coming out in a letter and just telling them just how grateful I am that God gave me a family of my own to love and care for me no matter what. And I still love them, but I really, I, I don't have any regrets, you know, and I'm, I'm just thankful to where I am. Um, and my mom, she read the letter. She got it. She said she didn't give it to him because she didn't want to kill him. And, but she got the picture, you know, she knew I, I basically came out to everyone at that point on my own terms, the terms that I had no choice, but to use because of the hand I was dealt. 
and ever since then, it was still very difficult to, still very difficult to talk to my brother because he has no remorse for that. And he basically feels that whatever happened, you know, the deterioration of my parents, the relationship between me and my parents was still my fault, whether he said something or not, you know. So, yes, the coming out story is very important to who you are. Um, and that's why I guess the, the LGBT community talks about it so much and we bring up, bring it up and, you know, everyone wants to share theirs and, oh, you know, hetero people don't have that because it's, it's like being born again, I guess, if you will. You know, they don't have that where they have to, to spill their guts every time to each person or each relationship that they come across, you know, um, they don't have to do that. We do because, you know, for some reason who we have sex with, uh, changes our relationship between different people, which should make, it does not make sense, but it is what it is. You know, so, um, you know, we're just gonna really continue just to talk about this a little bit more. Uh, there's a few questions that people have emailed me that I do want to address in this next segment. Um, so just just stay with me if you have any anything that you would like me to address on this particular topic. Just email me and we'll continue to talk about this because this is very important for all of us and how we get through and how we cope with our closets, if you will. I believe that the most overlooked coming out story is us coming out to our children, least talked about, I should say. It's coming out to our kids. And, you know, if you are a family, a new family, that is, it's really important. I remember when um, my daughter, my oldest daughter was in kindergarten, first month in kindergarten. We just came out and we asked her, like, so do your friends know that you have two moms? And she's like, yeah. And, you know, she's just paying us no mind. She's like, whatever, she's doing what she's doing. And we asked, so what do they say about you having two moms? And, like, and she looked at us like, they were like, oh, my goodness, that is the coolest thing ever. You know, I would love to have two of my moms, you know. And then one kid was like, I would love to have two of my dads, you know. So it was like, oh. Okay, I like, I totally did not expect that answer. Um, so, you know, that was a, a really a positive experience for us really just talking about the fact about us being a two mom household. Um, and it just put me in this place that I said, okay, well, maybe I need to be a little bit more secure in the way I feel because I don't want to cast any insecurities over to my child. 
Um, and then the next time when we, when gay marriage finally was passed in New York, I was pregnant with my twins. And it was like, I was very pregnant. I was thinking about seven months pregnant. And I remember calling my wife and telling her, oh my goodness, gay marriage passed. We can get married before the kids are born. This is the best thing ever. You know, I'm so, 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 so grateful, right? We were all cheering. And then I was like, oh, wait, you know, we didn't talk about marriage to our daughter, our oldest. Like she was, um, seven, eight years old at the time, like, okay, let's talk to her, uh, you know, about this. And we did. And she was like, the happiest kid ever. Like, oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I want to dress up and I want to be pretty and I want to wear this and can I hold the flowers and all, you know, we were like, oh, okay. Like, wow. Wow. Okay. So clearly, once again, we were the ones that were worried. <laughs> so then um, we got, we went, you know, we got all ready the very next day. My wife was at work, so she just told everybody, like, I'm not coming in tomorrow because we're, we, you know, we're going to do the shotgun wedding thing just to make sure they don't change their mind and, and, and say, well, we don't want gay marriage anymore, but we've already have our license, so we're good. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So we went down to the courthouse and the guy said, you need, you know, witness. And we're like, oh my gosh. So we're trying to think about who in the world we need to call real quick. We're going to call my wife's secretary, somebody come over here. And then he looked at my daughter and he said, you're old enough to witness. And I'm telling you, you would have thought she heard that unicorns were real. Okay. She was the happiest kid. She was in tears. Like I can write my name on this, you know? So she was able to sign the papers as a witness for when we got married. And, and it was just, it was a wonderful day and just proved to me how important it is to communicate with your kids and to be secure in how you communicate with them because you know any of those insecurities that they have will most likely come from us and the their surroundings people that they hear from you so you have to get to them first right you know our kids need to know and they need to know from us they need to know on our terms and they need to be prepared for whatever else they can hear you know there's ugly out there right and but if if we introduce it to them in a loving way anything else that comes at them is going to sound exactly like what it is ugly right you you want to introduce them in love so that they understand that anything else that they have not heard from home, from their moms or from their dads is the opposite and it's not good. Um, so, you know, that's where I had to, to learn. And then, if, unfortunately, you know, with each child, you got to come out again. You know, you have more kids, you have to explain that situation again, you have to do this all over again. It's a, you know, your older children 
are going to be talking to their, you know, their siblings about their family dynamic and understanding that sleepovers are either, you know, are going to be a little, a little different, you know, people coming over might not be as frequent as, you know, if we were a hetero couple and, you know, you might, things may be a little different. (laughs) And that's where your older siblings are going to be coming in and really trying to help out with that. Um, that's if you've done your, the first part, and that is really talk to your first child and keep talking to all of them. So they all kind of help each other through the ranks. We, we have a total of, of four children. Um, and now, you know, that we have a two-year-old, we're going to have to talk to him when it's time, but because that's all he knows and his siblings know and the oldest knows, they will each be able to help him through it, which is what my oldest daughter did not have. She didn't have a sibling to go to, um, to help her out. She had to figure that piece out for herself and with us, of course. So to continue this this topic um, about coming out to your kids, I want to discuss something that about I guess I could say my screw up. <laughs> um, you know, I told you before. Our daughter was pretty secure and pretty unaffected, unaffected by us being gay, us, you know, her having two moms. She was, it was just, it is what it is, you know, everybody's different. Everyone's family's different. This is my family. I'm cool. Um, but the moment we screwed up is one that I could really, I really wish on a daily basis that I could go back to and and change. Um, But we can't. So when my wife was offered a job in Alabama, now mind you, we're we're living in New York. I've been a tri-state girl my whole life, you know, so I'm used to living free, I guess you could say. So she got a job and under no circumstances we said we are moving to Alabama and no 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 we're not doing it so the job offer came back around again and it got a little sweeter (laughs) the deal was a little better our situation was a little different you know we had more kids and that extra money was sounding really good. Um, and it was no little extra money. It was it was definitely good enough to overlook some rednecks. So I said, okay. Um, we'll try it. But, you know, I was scared. I was terrified. Not just because I was black. And that's a big reason. 
that was a big reason from jump that you know uh why would i lose my freedom you know but um i said okay they don't like gay people they don't like black folk and they don't like gay people i am this is this is bad news this is really bad news we're going from a state that says we're married to a state that is against gay marriage and not just against gay marriage will take side with you know the donor or try to take our kids away from us and it was just a whole lot of mess that was just coming like oh my god I mean I just could not get it out of my head um but we had to move so we needed we needed to move you know change jobs um, this opportunity was one that we just as a family needed, wishing that it was in another state, but it was something that we had to do. And we're going to stick together no matter what. Um, so we had to have this conversation with my daughter and said, listen, you know, we're moving this, you know, this job out here is just not, um, stable anymore and we have to move and this is what the offer is and in that same discussion we said listen you also have to be aware that when we go there me and mom are not married anymore we're married to each other in our heart we're married in every state that says we're married but in Alabama we're not considered your parents anymore you know as a whole um and there may be times that people are going to, you're going to hear people call a sister, you know, they're going to be saying, you know, negative things just about gay people in general, you know, um, and there are times that we may be in situations that we may not be able to acknowledge the fact that we're married and that we're together. And I want you to understand that we're not doing that because we don't love each other anymore, don't love our family anymore, but we're doing it because we just don't feel safe at that moment. And it just broke my heart, and it still does, that I had to have this conversation to this child, with this child that was so powerfully secure, and turn her around and make her fearful and insecure. And, you know, unfortunately, at that moment, that was the best I could do. I didn't know what else to do. I didn't want to set her up and, you know, say something and then have, you know, people bullying her all the time or people, you know, her feeling afraid and hateful and this, that, and the other. So I, I shoved her into a place where she felt she had to hide as well. And I regret that. I really, really really do and I'm upset with myself a lot of times for that because I feel right now that she probably most likely would have been strong enough to handle it she would have been strong enough to even keep my head together 
right? Not saying that she had to. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, you know, her strength would have put me in a, a position to stay that way, to stay strong for her, because that's all I've ever been. I've never been in a in a spot, you know, in New York where I really felt scared to be who I was, you know, I've been open once I came out and wasn't, you know, hadn't, didn't have to, you know, tiptoe around my parents anymore, no matter where I went, you know, I was me. It's a big difference than moving down here in the South. You know, being out in the, in the South before gay marriage was difficult. It still is difficult, but you know, I'm become, I have become more and more secure because I'm trying to right a huge wrong that I did. I, you know, I took that away from her, and I'm so sorry about that. Um, because, you know, it takes a lifetime to fix a mistake sometimes. You know, because I believe, yes, I do know she loves us and she cares for so much but I don't know if she feels that okay the cover is off now I can come out my own self and I can be okay you know I put her into a closet you know I don't know if she herself feels completely secure um, in coming out herself as a child with two moms you know, because she has a bunch of friends that's very open about their, you know, love for Trump. And they have, you know, they are so happy about Jeff Sessions being, you know, a part of the, the um, administration and all. I mean, they're very open with their beliefs. And meanwhile, on the ranch, my daughter is in her own closet. Right. Is that my fault? I think so. And I am, you know, I'm doing this and and other things to just really try to fix it for myself, to help my own family through this, and to help yours. So that, you know, you don't take those things away from your kids, those opportunities to be strong, to be powerful, and to, to incite change, to make change happen can't make change in being fearful and being in a closet, right? You can't. Coming out at work is another thing that we really need to talk about uh, a lot of things that you know come to mind when I'm thinking about coming out at work is first is it is it beneficial do I really need to come out at work um, is it gonna help my job is it gonna hurt my job and, and why do I feel the need to do it you know um, it's going to be different if you're coming out as a boss or if you're an employee. Um, for instance, my wife is, um, she's a physician. She ran a few emergency rooms for a very long time. And it came to, you know, a point where it was like, okay, 
who's taking care of your kids? <laughs> you know, they were kind of asking these questions and trying to figure her out. I never see a guy coming around as your husband, a the one, is he a stay-at-home dad? You know, there, a lot of, the, you know, people would just kind of ask these little side questions to try to figure out her home life. That's something to consider. Do you do you feel that it's that you really want to put your business in the street, right? Um, you have to assess your own situation. It's not something that I could really just say, okay, you need to come out of work because you know if you're a doctor, if you're a teacher or a lawyer, anything, whatever you know, job. If you're a plumber, it may not matter, right? If you're LGBT. But if you're someone's physician, it might. So do you label yourself or not? Will it hurt your job or will it benefit you? So, you know, those are, there's a lot of different things that you need to take into consideration. Now, if you're, you know, working um, a regular job, you know, okay, do you really need to come? Are you coming out because you want you know, friends, you're trying to be honest with your friends, trying to develop relationship with, honest relationship with, with people, then yes. Then you probably need to try to figure out the best way for you to come out. Um, you know, this is not something that you, you stand on a chair with a megaphone. You know, you pick and choose who you talk to or who is important for you to tell. Uh, for instance, when I first came out, at work when I was, I was, this was a long time ago. Um, I came out to a very close friend of mine and I remember the first time I did it, she, she fell out of her chair and fell on the floor. Like, get out of here. You are so not, you know, what I think a gay person would be. And then turn around, she, comes out to me as well to tell me that that she's gay also you know everyone assumed that she was because she wore pants all the time and you know she was a little um edgy you know but me I was always very polished my hair was always right my nails were always right I was you know um it I had a, a guy in my life at that time we weren't it wasn't that type of relationship, but it was all for show mostly. And they were like, really? Okay. That's crazy. It, it came right out of left field for a lot of people. <laughs> so I just felt, the reason why I did it, I felt that I needed to release some steam. You know, I felt like I was this, like I was this balloon that was just about to pop and I needed to start developing some real relationships as an adult. I was 23, 24 years old or something like that. And I didn't really have any real friends anymore um, that knew me and it wasn't tied to me growing up in church and knowing these group of people and those are the friends that you're probably going to have for the rest of your life and not really because now I'm gay and it's like, 
they're all gone. So I really just felt like I didn't have anybody and I needed to know if these people were real in my life that I've kind of felt a connection with. So, you know, those are the things that you need to really think about. You know, if you're doing it because you, you want to talk, meet a few, some people and try to feel connected in that space, have a safe, you know, community of friends, then yes, then you need to, you need to come out. You need to talk to those people. But if your job itself is not require, you know, your personal information be just a part of who you are, then keep it to yourself, you know, but while being yourself. Because me and my wife, we were ourselves, you know, we were always together and always did places, but for her job, you know, when we went to parties and everything, there were certain, you know, hospital functions that uh, we didn't go to together because it was that type of place where, you know, the first thing they did was, you know, acknowledge God and talk about and, and pray together, you know, before they ate. You know, it was a very, very openly religious type of setting and, you know, at this hospital. And it was like, Mm-mm. no, we're just going to leave our business where it is at home. And, and that's it <laughs> when it comes to this place, you know, but you know, is it, is it worth it? Yes, because, you know, you don't want to, I mean, your job, you still have to have a job, right? You still have to support your kids, support your family. And at the end of the day, it's really nobody's business what you do. And for it to cost your job, because people are just in their feelings and being ignorant and just hateful, don't just, don't do it. So that's why I said, you know, assess your situation and your actual need to do it. You know, your job situation is, is that's really important. You know, that's your medical benefits, that's your livelihood, that's everything. So, you know, it's not something, you know, you to just be haphazard about, you know, you may not want to just roll up in there with a, you know, a pride 20,000, you know, uh, 18 shirt on the front, you know, I mean, you just don't want to do those things if you're not sure, if your gut tells you that this might not be the type of setting for that, then don't do it. It's not about hiding. You know, because I'm sure, you know, all of everybody else, you know, yeah, you have those people, the first thing that out of their mouth is those women. Oh, my husband is my husband. This They're very open about that stuff. But, but then you also do have those heterosexual people that you would never know were, you know, married with 15 kids. You would never know that because they just, it's just their business, you know. So what's the takeaway from this? Assess, assess assess and do what is best for you in your situation you know come out to people that are close to you people that you feel a real connection with before you go all out and 
you know, throw yourself on the altar. Just, you know, really think about what you're doing and if it's going to benefit you or if it's going to hurt you. The most important piece of this coming out journey is self. Coming out to yourself. Acceptance is the only way to start this walk. Because becoming one and true to ourselves will make it easy for us to connect with others. It will make it easier for us to deal with rejection. Let's face it, we are going to deal with rejection. Looking at yourself in the mirror and loving what you see is first. I grew up hearing such dirty, disgusting, just horrible things about the LGBT community, essentially about myself, right? Things that are just way too graphic to have been coming out of a pulpit. But I had to face that first. I had to learn to love me despite hearing that God hates me and that death is the only fate. So that hurdle of self-acceptance is a big one. And unfortunately, some of us never get there. I hope this episode made you think. I hope it sparked some comments, some questions, you know, but and most of all, I hope it helps. Until next time, everybody, continue to love yourself so that you can let your light shine to others. <laughs>